2: Good afternoon good whatever it is wherever you are in the world welcome to you haven't heard this music podcast episode three side b no yes episode three season three side b This is an entertaining podcast, even if we do say so ourselves, about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists. For example, the piece of music that you can hear behind me at the moment is by Jeeds, and it is a song called Left Alone. Not really a song, it's more of a composition. But yeah, that's what you're listening to. Jeeds, um, what does it say here? Bellingham-based, ambient, electronic solo artist, she finds profound beauty in unlikely places. For example, his new Under the Veneer album, its main instrument is an old rusty music box. That's quite interesting, actually. Uh, about the album, a rusty old music box sings its songs wrapped in a blanket of snow-covered cheese, frozen in time. Uh, makes no sense to me but that's what he's put Uh, it's a bit about him yeah I'm just going to leave links and stuff in the show notes you can go and find him if you like this music it's very uh, Daft Punk-esque a bit icy, is it Mark Snow or Mike Snow you know the X-Files theme Wayne? Mark Snow isn't it? I'm not sure. Hello, everybody. It's why, got why? that kind of. I was calling to you, Wayne. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's got that kind of a feel about it. A bit of '90s, '90s, ambient dance EDM. But yes, and with me tonight, as usual, I have Wayne. How are they?
0: Hello, everybody. Hello.
2: All right. Yes, you. Oh. Good. Good. Hey, good. Bad. Good. Any, anything? Anything to say? Uh. A bit chemical Brothers ish, this yes, yeah. yes, you are.
0: And, and if anybody can help me out on this, I'm racking my brains. There was a video from like the mid 2000s of a um, it was an instrumental like this, and the video was a train. and I'm sure to have got the band we're called Reykjavik, but it seems like I can't find them. If anybody knows what I'm on about, please let, let me know. Just do something, let me know. The bum bum chem no
2: the Freestyler Brocka chocka
0: No Please, please just, just get in touch If you can remember Because I can't no, It's driving me gods um,
2: You think of the, uh, um, That one But with the two goals Everything Everything Going through my hair Tattoo That one
0: No No It was an instrumental And it was of a train Going through like A frozen landscape And I'm sure to god got the, the band called Or the, the guy was called Reykjavik but I feel like I'm completely offside with that. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's like some stockholm type, you know, um, Nordic-y in place. Great. But yeah.
2: So, yeah, there's a lot of info, yeah. Uh, I'm going to put his website and his Facebooks and everything in the show notes so you can check him out. I like this. That's what I chose it. So, yeah, I hope you do too. going to move on, Wayne. Straight on. Straight no on. guests tonight, uh, people. With no guests, no. Uh, I, we, we did have a guest, only I lost him because we are supposed to do this recording a couple of days ago and I had to call it off at the last minute, so my fault. But then, yeah, I like it when it's just the two of us.
0: It's all right, It's
2: fun and it's less hassle. Not that I don't like having guests.
0: He fucking does. Uh,
2: right, anyway, so uh, we've got... Artists, I whittled it down to two. We got because usually we do three interviews and a wild card, but uh, it's turning out to be too much, so it's just gonna be two interviews from now on and a wild card and an outro. Maybe see how it goes. So, our first artist is I'm doing do that because I'm trying to warm my notes. <laughs> Uh, LK. I'm going to go with LK. Wayne's throwing his notes in front of my face. I didn't even notice. And uh, I, I, I have a song of hers. Have you got her song that I chose? Yeah, it's called Because uh, I Was Busy Working. Oh, <laughs> yes. So this is Wayne's chat. Was it your chat? It's my chat, This, yeah. is, this is all you this week. Yes. I, I did no interviews for this one. So this is Wayne and LK. And because you were working...
1: I'm um, from Dublin and I'm 25. I'm a singer, songwriter, and producer. Um, I make music, I try to capture, you know, the old school, good 80s stuff. Um, really authentic kind of vibe, but then I like to mix it with modern day production. Um, Yeah, I'm inspired by a ton of different genres, so I kind of like to just do my own thing and mash whatever I like together, and then produce it in a way that it all correlates. So. Um, and then I perform with a uh, five-piece band too, so it's fun.
0: So uh, your five piece band is it, a session musicians or is it an actual band you put together that you play under as LK? How does that well, work?
1: Well, LK is like a person, so LK would be me, and yep. then I'd have it's it's somewhere in between session musicians and actual band because it's the same setup every time, and the guys like really contribute to the to the live sound and everything too. So it's a bit of a mix, but
0: all right. So it's a nice collaborative atmosphere then.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love collaborating, and I'm kind of like. 'Cause of course i produce the stuff so um so I'd like have the bass lines and the drum tracks written. But then when I bring it to them I want them to put their spin on it too because they're just they're so talented that I want it I want it to be fun for them, you know, kinda way. So yeah, but we work pretty well together and, and they're great lads and girls and everything so
0: Yeah brilliant. Now they might drop a, a random A in the mix and go, Oh yeah, that sounds good.
1: Yeah totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So how long have you been doing this, mate? How long have you been uh writing music and, and recording?
1: Well, technically, (laughs) I've been writing music since I was, like, a child. Like, stupid stuff, like, when I was, like, seven. Um, (laughs) Just ridiculous songs. But I suppose, seriously, um, like, proper fully formed songs since I was about 12. Um, On piano and guitar and stuff. And then I've been doing this LK project the last year. Before that, I did other music. um, Like, released other different kind of style that just wasn't really... Well, not really what I'm feeling at the moment. Um, And then I composed for, like, web series and advertisements and... I was a panto kid, so I've done (laughs) a lot of it. Like, absolutely everything you can think of music-related. I've done it, probably. (laughs)
0: That's brilliant. Well, that's a a very wealth of background there. So, how did you get into the style of music? Because your music is very contemporary, you know. it's, It's of a time. But it could be any time. You could put you could put your song in the last thirty years anywhere, and it would fit perfectly. So, oh wow,
1: amazing! Where, That's what I want.
0: <laughs> yeah, where does that sound come from? Is it is it a conscious thing, or is it just an amalgamation of all your influences?
1: It's definitely an amalgamation of all my influences, but lately it is kind of moving in it. I suppose actually, I'm speaking in the context of my new stuff, which actually hasn't been released yet. Um, But I think what happened is my dad has really good music taste. (laughs) So he listened to a lot of like Steely Dan and stuff. And then I think being in the car, you're kind of just trapped in that environment and you have to listen to whatever's playing. But it was like really good stuff, like Randy Crawford and different things. And then um, I think when I went to write, before I started LK, I kind of hit a bit of a wall and I was like, I don't know which direction to take my music in. Will I go kind of soul? Will I go R&B? Will I go pop? Will I go more indie kind of I just couldn't decide and it drove me insane it kind of drove me away from music for like about a year Mm. and then I kind of found my way back again by just sitting down and producing and being like I'm going to make whatever the hell I want to make I'm not going to restrict myself and I got into my head that if I produce it electronically I could just throw in whatever and so that's kind of what ended up happening and then I think it's kind of I just kind of go with what I feel like you know like if I like something it would or if I listen to something for a while. Um, it will start to influence how I'm writing. Um, but I definitely love, I love the old school sounds. I think like that real kind of eighties beat and just like the the there's so much there's so much to it. Like be here forever if I try to explain. But yeah, I think it just happens. <laughs> so I've
0: listened to uh, to all the songs you've got out in the world at the moment. So Conflict is soul, I feel, and uh, the new song, which is because uh, I was busy working. Yeah. Is it because I was busy working?
1: It is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: I don't know why, I, but I wrote because I was too busy working. Is that what it is? Because I was oh, too busy no, it, working. It's
1: the first one, but that
0: that, that works too. The first I don't know why one. I wrote that down because I was I was busy working as well when I was trying to do this. Yeah, That's what it was. That's probably
1: what it was. <laughs> um,
0: you can hear the um, sort of the evaluate and um, not evaluation. The evolution view as an artist from sort of like I feel and sold on Conflictus to to the new stuff. Conflictus, for me when I listen to it today, it, it's. It sounds like it's written in the city, if that makes sense. Yeah, I you know no, that
1: makes sense,
0: yeah. Yeah, and it's got s it's got like like you were saying about, you know, you, you love in the eighties, it's got an industrial edge to it. I find it's got like a oh, um, nice very slight and I mean very slight, you know, it's like turned to point 0.5 um Gary Newman esque sound to it. And I can't oh, remember wow. what it Binge was thinks. what it was that caught my attention today. And I went, Oh, that's a bit industrial. I don't know if it's the sound of the drums, I'm not I'm not entirely sure.
1: Yeah, there's but a yeah. distortion on there, so that could be it.
0: Yeah, maybe. Excuse me again. Oh, yeah.
1: no, you're good. <coughs>
0: <coughs> Terrible. I've been, drinking, I've been drinking hot squash all day and it's done nothing for me. I'm oh, afraid. no.
1: My mom keeps giving me this Ivy Thyme. And <laughs> something. It is the most disgusting tasting thing in the world. But it actually
0: kind of works, so that's the way it works, <laughs> so isn't it? Yeah, I've you got some.
1: That
0: into you. I've got some Romanian whiskey that's a cure-all, that is you won't want to drink it for pleasure.
1: Oh God! Okay, <laughs> fair
0: <laughs> noted. Uh, back, back to your music. So, um, like I say, listen to all the songs. So, like "Sold," got, I get to "Sold." It's got this lovely disco vibe with like yes. a soul edge, you know. And and then you get onto "I Feel," and it's got uh, it has the same sort of design as "Conflictors." But for me, this is going to, you know, again, a, a bit left field maybe, but it seems like you employ a few K-pop ideas in, in the way, oh, the, the construction of the song. Sure,
1: yeah, I actually haven't really listened to much K-pop, I swear to <laughs> but
0: I, I think I will after this. Uh, so yeah, so then we come on to uh, the single you're bringing today, which is Because I Was Busy Working. And mm-hmm. I've got to be honest, I think this is, I mean, out of the four this is the best one. And obviously that's because you've evolved as an artist.
1: Oh wow, thank you so much.
0: I really, this song really highlights your voice and, I, you know, you got all the bells and whistles on, on the other on the other songs, you know, you're using, um, I forgot what it's called now, yeah, the thing on your voice. Auto-tune, that's what it is. Have you got auto-tune on your voice or do you no. use a bit of auto-tune in there no. somewhere?
1: No, I don't, know. It's all lateral. Um, I mean, I think like when they EQ and stuff, um, some stuff kind of, he just accentuates different
0: bits. Yeah, um, that, that I think I really that's what I'm going for, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's just EQing. I wouldn't really be going near the auto-tune sound. <laughs> Unless it's like, I think, if it's forced auto-tune, like, you know, share.
0: Yeah, that's like, what I mean, yeah. The
1: auto-tune and like a Daft Punk and kind of thing. That's like, what I, what I mean, yeah. I love that style of it, yeah. I love that style. We're both
0: Using music, it, thing. yeah. Using auto-tune as an instrument rather than a corrective uh, yeah, device. 100%, yeah,
1: 100%. Because I think it kind of gets rid of some of the texture, I think, in a voice.
0: Yeah. That's but t- yeah, this this song really highlights your voice there was getting i was getting a bit of a, a folky vibe from this one you know or a, a sort of americana vibe yeah no i get that
1: yeah, again i think it's
0: just a mix <laughs> yeah that, that that's i yeah I, i'm struggling to, to think today of an artist who come along where one song i know it's you with all four of those songs because it's like you've got your stamp on it but the style varies so much and then comes back to home. It's, it's it, you know, it's, it's really interesting to listen to. Have you got an album in the works? Is, is that what's next for you? is it another EP or?
1: Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> um, and it's kind of what I'm going for as well, which is great to hear back. Um, yeah, so I basically have another couple singles coming out and then I have an EP that I'm going to be recording. Um, and the EP is so it's again very it's very it's i think the styles of these four songs in the ep are they correlate a lot more than my first four singles Um, and i think they really kind of take that 70s disco 80s vibe um and kind of like lionel richie almost no i'll (laughs) Um, get that yeah yeah so like the newer stuff like i'm so excited to get them out like i'm absolutely buzzing um so we're going to get recording that very soon and it'll be out this year um so yeah and it's interesting as well because i kind of realized i was thinking yesterday all my music is kind of in a chronological order too like the the um sold i feel conflict this was all about the same girl and it was like the start of the relationship the middle and the end and then busy working is kind of the middle stage where i'm kind of just i'm over the high of that emotion i'm just left in this kind of mundane lifestyle now mm. and then this these next singles and this next ep is kind of like the reaction i had after all that happened um, so I think as the kind of music styles developing, the storyline's developing too, and it's only, I only kind of realised that yesterday as well, which is like interesting. But um, but it's like it's exciting because it's just kind of this EP now will be kind of just the the rest of the story, I suppose.
0: Do you play live with the band? Is that is that you know? Do you record and play live, or is it just recording?
1: Yeah, both. So I'd be play live, and um, our live setup would be me, and then we'd have Ableton on stage, and then we've got like drums, bass, guitar um trumpet and <laughs> back and vocals um and yeah and then when we record I actually record most of the tracks in my house first and then I bring it to a producer and with these four tracks, I've worked at Michael Heffernan, he's absolutely incredible like he's just so good to work with and we will kind of like put our heads together and then come up with the final product then in the end
0: so what's uh, so what's next obviously the launch of the EP are you you're taking it on tour are you uh, pushing it as hard as you can uh, around are you going to yeah, bring it well, to uh, Europe and, and all the rest of the places?
1: <laughs> that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, well, I'm kind of chatting to a few people about. I can't really say much
3: now
1: <laughs> about it, yeah, because it hasn't happened yet. But I'm chatting to like a few kind of um, a few few people about like getting it out there in different methods. <laughs> if that makes sense, <laughs> through like different routes and everything. So what I'm looking at. I want to hope to get a lot of sync with this one.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully. The, the the thing is, you're releasing it at the right time, so you get some traction for it. And then, you know, you're just across the pond from the country that has the most um, the most music festivals in the world. Yeah,
1: so. I'd love to go to the UK. as most of the listeners are in the UK as well? Like more, more, even more so than Ireland. Um. So I'd absolutely love to get over. Like we do have a lot of plans for this year. We do want to get like a small tour. I've got a music video actually coming out for this for this first single. Um, first of all March I think and then um, we want to get out and we want to try organizing like, a little a little tour thing and there's like talks of like a collective and of a bunch of artists like there's loads of stuff happening behind the scenes that are just kind of in the planning stages at the minute Um, but yeah it'd be incredible to get over me and my friend actually Bevan from Silk there do you know have you heard of Silk there yeah like a dark he's checking out different tasks but like this like dark electro kind of vibe and me and when the girls were actually chatting like getting going getting over to london at some point like doing a show or something so a joint show so yeah
3: that's uh, definitely a
1: um, talk that would be fantastic i'd love that
0: <laughs> uh, we've uh, we've had some people on the on the show and uh, unfortunately it is it is about working really hard because a couple of the people we've had on you know uh, when we had them on they they were just about to break um oh, right. into their areas and some of the people we've had on have gone on uh, you wouldn't want to be touring China like like uh, one of the chaps we know has, has just done at this moment in time, but uh, oh, he's done. Uh,
1: yeah, maybe not right now.
0: Not not it? right now, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's Eventually, all about. I'm
1: sure that would be incredible.
0: Yeah, it's all about you know breaking into a market, isn't it? And, uh,
1: it totally is. Yeah, it's about anything um, though. Same with like podcasts and like blogs and like TVs. Everything. I think if you're in the creative world, it is an absolute like massive amount of work. And sacrifice and everything.
0: Well, luckily yeah. enough I've got rich for that. So
1: Oh unreal. <laughs> You've got it sussed. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, let somebody else do the back break and we'll take all the credit. That's 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 yeah. what I do.
1: <laughs> You've got it sussed, yeah. Unreal. Living that's the dream. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. But, um, it's cool though, but that's kind of what this new song is about, I suppose. It's just kind of the reality of when you're working the day job and you're doing like a million different things and breaking your back and and you know, it's 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 hard at times, you know.
0: Yeah, work. it's a bit it's I, worth it. Yeah, I, when I was reading through you, man, I was thinking, I've you know I've experienced that as well. Yeah, I've been in bands, and and you think that band's the best. For, for me, I was like, oh, my band's gonna do this and the other. And it's like the <laughs> mundanity of work. It's like I don't want to be doing this. I want to be playing yeah. my guitar. I want to be with the band. I want to be doing that. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. Totally, yeah, I actually it went tot- sick and wrote that song. <laughs> I was <making laughs> work and I was like, hell, no, not today. So I just wrote the song instead. <laughs> Which turned out to work pretty well, I suppose. It was a
0: good Yes, song. it's <laughs> a very good song. I, I like it a lot. Oh,
1: thank you so much.
0: Yeah, we're going to round this up uh, with some uh, silly little questions just to finish off. Okay. So, uh, we'll start with, if you could replace one musician and play their part in a song, who would it be and what song would it be?
1: oh my god, I'm so bad at these, by the way, because I actually get so
0: flustered. Um, The one one I always go to, to simplify this, is like you could replace Roger Taylor in Queen and play the um, We Will Rock You drums, because that's the easiest one, and then you'd be credited for that rather than Roger Taylor.
4: Okay.
1: Oh my god, let me think. Do I have a second to think about it? It meant to be an immediate thing. We have
0: have, have the... uh, we have the luxury of editing, so. Oh,
1: fantastic, <laughs>
0: um, One pair of
5: bands later.
1: There's a song. This isn't even that impressive, really. And um, well, not that it's not impressive, but it's it's maybe not something that you like think of. Maybe it's more of a personal thing. But um, the guy, what's his name again? In you Alt All J. I don't know. One sec. Alt J is like one of my favorite bands. Okay. And they have um this part in their guitar in this song called Tarot, um where they create this really weird sound um and it's actually from I think he wraps a bit of steel like steel string around his finger and like hits it off the guitar wow and it makes this really crazy noise I'm just like obsessed with that like um and it's just one part that just gets me going i think What's the song again? Uh, tarot.
0: Tarot. alright stray. I will put that into But then I also see like
1: I'm obsessed with bass as well, so I think like just to play any bass line in any kind of great song would be would be yeah. the best. I
0: was a I've been a guitarist since I was uh, sixteen years old. I I was a late bloomer. I came into came into guitar and uh, a friend oh Rich asked me to come and play bass in his band. And playing bass was one of my favourite times playing music. I absolutely loved it. It was oh, more okay. enjoyable than playing guitar.
1: Oh yeah. Ooh. So we just feel it loads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Base.
0: I've I've admitted that on on air now. I'm gonna have to delete that. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll finish up with some first and last. These are very simple, straightforward questions. So, uh, first song you wrote.
1: Oh my god, one about a dog and a coin when I was seven. Oh, have you recorded know, that? But, uh, no, but I also you know somebody hit the lights by Christina Milian. I thought I wrote that when I was like a kid. I was like fully convinced I wrote <laughs> it. I've my own, my own version of it, and everything. It was so bad. And then I came on the radio, and I was like, "Okay, that wasn't me." <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Uh, last CD you bought?
1: Um, oh, I got. Um, what can it be? Vinyl?
0: Anything? Yeah, yeah. Like uh,
1: vinyl player. I got a vinyl, a vinyl off this band GJ. Do you know them? No, don't They're from the UK, actually. They're absolutely incredible. And I got their their EP. It is insane. G E E J G sorry
0: G E E J A Y. G E E J A Y. I will put them yeah. into Spotify as well. I'll look at that yeah. later.
1: Yeah, they're great.
0: Oh yeah, they're right there. I'll see it, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll give that a listen. Um First instrument you learned to play?
1: Piano.
0: Nice and straightforward. Have you still do you still own that piano or is it was it just uh No, it's
1: my cousin's house. I'm not allowed to have a piano in the house. I have a I have a lovely keyboard though, I have a lovely Nord, so
0: Oh, nice! Uh, last time you played live,
1: last time I played live was I had a headline gig um, in Whelan's with MCD um, on Saturday, the first of February. So, that not, was my... no,
0: what's that? Ten days ago. Yeah. No, nice and fresh. Then still. Yes,
1: that. it was incredible.
0: Is it a sold-out gig? Was that? It what, was. was that? Yeah. yeah.
1: I couldn't believe it. Um, Fantastic. How did it go down? Really good. Yeah, I played loads of new songs I hadn't played before.
3: Oh, it's yeah. Amazing.
1: I, mean, I had a confetti cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I love confetti cannons because everyone gets so excitable. Like there was like a forty-year-old man, um, in the gig, and he was up near the front, and his face lit up like a child when it when it went off. So. well
0: he yeah, has um, a confetti cannon. When, you yeah.
1: Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great.
0: Um, your first inspiration, musically boys.
1: I think Christina Aguilera stripped. So. Her album Stripped has a lot of soulful piano. It's very stripped back. Well, yeah, in the name. And I think um, I kind of took so much inspiration from her. And it was also such a big album for me as a child. Like, she's going through bullying and different things. I think it was just a massive thing. And I used to try to do her riffs and try to do her everything. So I think that kind of brought the kind of grit or soulfulness into my voice.
0: Yeah, you okay. know, when uh, back in the day when MTV used to be about music. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did a Christina Aguilera um, sort of behind the music About how she wrote that album And it was fascinating yeah. So I, I got hold of the album after that So it's um, a fantastic album nice. You know what, that's going to go on my Spotify list now After to listen oh, re-listen to that
1: Do, I was convinced she said my name in one of the songs <laughs> It's in story and it's in one of her melisma Like her melisma <coughs> things And um, I was convinced she said my name I still am, like she did Do
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, last song you listened to
1: Last one I listened to was I think Ayama am um, Silence.
0: I don't know that. I, I did this all the time. I know I, everybody names a song and I go, yeah, don't know that.
1: Yeah, the only so, like, I think I just I really love supporting independent artists too and just listening to them. Um, so I think like the pe the people I listened to would necessarily be I don't know the people that everyone would hear, but you the good the great thing is you're going to hear of a load of really great independent artists now. So. Your
0: yeah. playlist is gonna be bopping. Well, it already is, you know. That's all we do. Oh, of course,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, true. <laughs> it's be even more bopping.
0: I've got seven hundred unread emails of uh, of independent artists to go through. So yeah, Oh, uh, wow, it's just brilliant. You know, it's it's really exciting because you don't yeah, know what you're gonna and get, and because exactly. we're multi-genre, it could be anything. So yeah, exactly. Better uh, right that way. It's a simple one. First chord you learn to play.
1: I'm gonna guess it was C major.
0: Yeah, I think mine was C because <laughs> I, I learned I learned keyboard first. I'm sure it was C. Mine was the same.
1: Yes, you start a middle C, yeah. no sharps, no flats, Straightforward.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah. Last song you learned to play. A
1: song I learned to play. Oh my god, I haven't learned to play a cover in so long. Um, I think Do A Lipa. Um, what was it? Don't start now. Okay,
0: yeah, I'm otherwise. not. I'm not fam- I, I'm not. Oh god, I'm terrible. I'm not really up on on like. Current music on the same as Rich because we have to go through loads of this. You sort of, it's whatever's on the radio's current. Yeah, so, yeah, no, of Yeah.
1: This uh, one, it's her second last a recent um, single. Uh, okay. and it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's very stripped back. There's just a lot of bass in it. So, it's
0: just cool. Cool. So, we'll do first and last gig you went to.
1: Okay. First gig I went to. I don't, I'm going to say Britney Spears when I was like nine, I think in crow park or something was my first and the last gig i went to um was i think i went to my friend's prince um yeah they played they played a couple of weeks ago my friend's prince um so they they were fantastic as well
0: brilliant um okay uh the first lyric that gave you an emotion
1: oh god it would have been Good. in stripped definitely And I think it would have been, I think there was a song, Keep Singing My Song. Um, And, oh God, the whole thing. Um, You know what, actually, I'm going to give you a different lyric. That's not my first, maybe, if that's okay. Because I'll be here forever trying to pick that one. A friend of mine, (laughs) Brendan Carwell, absolutely incredible songwriter. And I went to college with him and he wrote this lyric. And it was like, when a man hasn't felt love in so long, he clings to the thing he last felt it from. And that, like, I don't know, it's a lyric that's always just stayed in my brain, because I feel like it's so relevant for so many things, do you know what I mean? Not just little, but just a bunch of things.
0: It's Yeah, if it, if it does it for <laughs> you, you know, it sticks there, doesn't it? So Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last lyric that gave you an emotion.
1: Oh my
4: God, this is so difficult.
1: <laughs> this is the hardest. I'm so bad at these things, too because I'm just so bad <laughs> at making decisions.
0: <laughs> You're not on your own. This happens
1: every week. Oh God, the last lyric that gave me an emotion... I feel like that happens twenty times a day, so I'm no. gonna try and narrow this down. I'm actually gonna have to go to <laughs> my Spotify, but like, what do I listen to? <laughs> All right, give me two secs.
0: Mine was uh, going going back. Mine was. Uh, do you know um, an artist called Bat for Lashes?
1: No, actually, I'll check. Uh,
0: she's a uh, she's an electronic artist, and she just released an album, and there's a song in there called Mountains, and it's the last track on the album, and the the, the lyric is sing sing softly. Sing Timmy in the dark Is the way she sings it It's, it's just stunning Absolutely yeah, As long as
1: it's about the delivery isn't it
0: Yeah That's it it's, You know There are only words You've heard them a million times before But it's just Like you say It's in the delivery the and The context. Said, yeah
1: I'm going to do a thing again That's not answering your question I'm going to answer different
0: questions <laughs> <So> <laughs> But right. it's like
1: relevant To what we're talking about um, okay. Did you ever hear Ray Charles cover of Sorry seems to be the hardest word With Elton John oh, I haven't no Oh my God! Get that into you now. It is absolutely hit. That's I think that's my favorite vocal, and it's the way he delivers. Every, it's the way Rachel Charles delivers every lyric is like insane. I think it was his last recording before he died. No, he nice. was like in his nineties or something. Or he, it's just like his voice sounds like it has that texture of a saxophone almost. It's so rich, <laughs> and the way he sings every single word is like insane. So I suppose yeah, the way he signed them lyrics would have been the last time I got a proper hit by something yeah, i know that's not like your question but it's, <laughs> it's like an listening to
0: um so i like to johnny cash when he did that nine inch nails cover and i know the john i know the nine inch nails i don't know if you know hurt by um nine inch nails mm. but johnny I, but cash covered, yeah Go johnny ahead, cash man. covered it and it's a completely different song when he covers it because it's you know it's all the weight of his life and the way you know the way he's singing it is fantastic yeah right then. Incredible though. so where can everybody find you uh, Elka if they need to if they want to stalk you responsibly on Facebook and all the places
1: <laughs> um, they can find me at LK music so it's E-L-K-A-E music um, on Instagram Facebook Spotify and um, Twitter <laughs> everything Bandcamp yeah, just absolutely everything they can find. I can on, verify
0: I that. Yeah, it's it's good you've got a, a very um, searchable name because it's, it's the first thing that comes up, so it's great. Oh, fantastic. Great. <laughs> right, then, uh, LK, thank you very much for your time. Thank
1: you so much, Wayne. Thanks for having me. No worries. And now the sun
4: going down, but i miss the sunset. See, I was busy working.
2: That was okay. That was Wayne. That was her song. That was their conversation, talking, chatting about stuff, the likes. Yeah, I haven't listened to the interview yet, even though you sent it to me to to edit. I haven't edited it yet. So, uh, what what can you tell me about this person?
0: Uh, she was nice to talk to for a start. Mind you, I haven't interviewed anybody who was nice to talk to yet.
2: Um, yeah, you did it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um. Thirsty curses that guy did not want to be there <laughs> he just, he just it seemed like he could not be asked
0: i think he was half asleep anyway uh anyway yeah um okay yeah really nice to talk to you. um lovely just talking about you know her her journey into the in, into music you know and i i did say to her i think this is her best produced song i listened to all of her songs in the build up to the um to the interview and i think this one is is by far the um the most polished, as it were. Other, uh, she's very multi-genre, you know, she, she's bouncing across what a few things. What does that say there, Wayne? Have you put multi-genre?
2: What, no, what the no. production is.
0: Very well polished. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, great minds and all that.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. You know, she she's bouncing quite a few things around. She's not sitting in one box, you know, there's one that sounds a bit folky, there's this one that sort of encapsulates everything that she's doing. There's a bit of R&B, there's a bit of folk, there's a bit of pop in there, and it's been a, two weeks since I spoke to this lady, and you'll have to forgive me, we, we work as well as doing this podcast, and then a lot of stuff just drops out of my head.
2: No, we, we have to edit that out, they need to think that we're, we're millionaires that do this for a living, and we've got loads of money coming in.
0: Because I interview loads of people, I can't remember what people say to me most of the time, so... Because
2: um. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this podcast 24-7, this is all we do, <coughs> and it just, things get forgot.
0: Yeah, what did you think of the song, Rich?
2: Um, well, I liked it. That's why I sent it. We have to start doing things a little different, I think. I think maybe, you know, because you listen to the submissions maybe once or twice, say, I would like to have this person on the B-side. So, you know, because at the moment it's all my taste. It's all what I like. So if you come across one and think, I'm not going to have her for or him for the main show, but might be good on the B-side, you should should tell me that and i might pursue that for the b-side and then we can interview them
0: yeah but i'm looking at emails from last july so
2: that's fine they'll be all that's excited true, yeah. when it comes through um I, i've got slight scent of lana del rey
0: yeah absolutely yeah. Uh,
2: love the synth in this uh the synth the, the Sample drums, I like, uh, very strong sounding, very organic, even though it's obviously samples and synth, but yeah, I, I liked it. There's uh, great attention to details in this, I liked, like nuances, little things, um, like the-, the whiny guitar in it, I like that. The, the cello is the a bit shallower, the-, the-, the bow that comes in and it's it's, only, it's not all the way through it's just in parts but it works very lo- nicely and yeah and the the dub bass there's a bit of dub bass in it that work. it's all it's just yeah, little details that come together and work to produce a nice piece of music seamless a nice seamless record mm. yeah and like off, like i said earlier put and you said production very well polished very good awesome yeah. so. <laughs> so yes that's lk that is her song, Because You Were Working. Because I was busy working. Because I was busy working. If you, uh, if you
0: listen to the interview, which you have, if, you got, if you've reached this point, you, you know what the song's about. You, you'll know all about it, because we had a good chat about that.
2: So, yeah, check out all of the other stuff. Uh, information, Facebooks, Instagrams, Spotify's, everything in the show notes. Check her out, show her some love, and go throw some money at her and buy her work as well. Moving on to it's not Stacey Pierre.
0: That's mine.
2: That's for the next next show, that is. Nigel Thomas. Moving on to Nigel Thomas and his song, Your Fire. That's his song, Your Fire, by Nigel Thomas. And uh, Wayne chatted with him as well, so
6: listen and enjoy.
0: Uh, Right, so I'm here with Nigel Thomas. How are you, Nigel?
6: I'm very good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm alright, you know, like, you know, a bit wet and windy this uh, this Monday afternoon, but yeah.
6: I like this weather, I love, you know, the stormier and darker the better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that says a lot about, uh, uh, yeah, a lot about you. Um, yeah. So, for the uninitiated, tell us all about Nigel Thomas, tell us what you're about, what you
6: do. Um, I'm a London-based musician, um, I used to be the lead singer of a band called The Foxes, who you may, although probably haven't heard of, um, and now I release my own music, uh, I released a Brand new album called Well Well that was out in September. Uh, I'm very pleased with how it's how it's done so far. Lots of interesting music videos to go along with it, and yeah, very pleased with how it's
0: how it's gone. also check out the music videos. I didn't realize you got music videos too. Yes. To be uh, fair, Rich fired uh, your album over at me on uh, I think it was Friday. And right. had the weekend to try and sort of digest all the music and get through it and and
6: yeah, yeah. and whatnot yeah.
0: So uh, tell me <laughs> about the foxes. Who were the foxes? Or who were the foxes? Even the
6: foxes were a uh, we we're a London based band. Um, we worked with some. We, we kind of did everything DIY, so we did it all ourselves. Um, we had a MySpace music feature. This is how far back it was. We got featured on <laughs> MySpace MySpace music, and from that we got given um, uh, like a tour of America. We got sent over. Uh, And we started off in New York and we went across Texas and then we went to Hawaii. Uh, We did European tours. We toured the UK pretty much constantly Um, and released an album called Last of Many. And that was back in 2011. Had a couple of indie UK uh, top 10 hits. Uh, Had a fantastic time. Some of the best, best experiences of my life. Um, Then people got married and kind of um, uh, sort of we drifted apart, but we're still good friends and we still have the music there that we're very proud of and some amazing memories.
0: Sounds absolutely include- awful, you know touring. Yeah, America and, oh my God, we want There's to some see you the- doing that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so we, I remember my, one of my favorite memories is we we all quit. We all had day jobs. I used to work for the NHS, and all right. we all decided once we got this American tour, we thought, right, this is a, this is the chance we should leave our day jobs, focus on the music. And um, I remember we left the day jobs. I think it was on the Friday. Uh, then we flew over to America, and then so the day after we were there in North Carolina. And this uh, lady fl- who'd flown, flown us over had this hot tub, so we were sitting out in this hot tub um, under the, um, the stars of North Carolina with beers in our hand. and me thinking, no, this is—it's—it's it's been a good move. It's been a good <laughs> move to do this.
0: Very good, very good. Uh, so, what what inspired you to go and do you know your own stuff, your solo stuff?
6: I I, I never wanted to stop doing music. I always loved it, and um, it's always been you know a passion of mine. I I um I just love being creative and. I mean, that's why I love doing music videos too. It's not just the music. I want to do the whole kind of package. So, I, yeah, I decided to keep going. I did my first solo album, which was called Travelling Man. And I worked with Luke Oldfield um, at Tilehouse Studios on that one. Um, that was Mike Oldfield's son. And he was great. And we recorded it part vi- uh, part um, analog. So we he you know, had this fantastic old tape deck. So we put it onto that. And, it, yeah, started my solo career that way, really.
0: That's, that's, that's brilliant. I love the name mm. dropping. By the way, just do it. All oh the time. yeah, gotta,
6: whatever gotta you be got, done, just mate.
0: just just drop it as far as, far, as fast as you can. Just I
6: have it. so few that I need to <laughs> <laughs> need, to, need to use them. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so um, we're talking about your album. Well, well, what song are you going to bring from uh, from the album for us to listen to?
6: Uh, well, it's the sort of latest single. And it's called Your Fire. Your fire, right? Okay, yeah. I've made some
0: notes about that one as well.
6: Oh, let me hear, let me hear.
0: Yeah, so so yeah, I was, was listened to the whole <laughs> album today. I mean, it starts off very, you know, it's it's very jazz based, sort of neo jazz based. When when the piano comes in, and I was getting like mm. a Jamie yeah, <laughs> okay, Cullum esque, like, right. yeah, yeah. I was going, Jamie Jeremy good.
6: That's right.
0: Yeah, I was like, that's, there's nothing, there's nothing bad in what I'm what I'm saying. It just it yeah, threw yeah. me a little bit.
6: That's why I put the song at the start. I wanted to you know make people go okay what is this before kind of getting into it yeah
0: because um it's uh you're on emma scott's promotion label. yes is that yeah yes yeah so i had the email from emma and i'll chase that down and and, and listen to your music and then you listen to that first song off the album and i went okay this is completely different to what that song i listened to yeah, yeah yeah which was your fire um mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah with uh with, with your fire uh, I made a few notes. So I got like inflections of Hard Fi. Remember Hardfi? Oh yeah,
6: yeah. Uh and, ready and for the Yeah, get ready for that? the Yeah, ready for the Live
0: for the Weekend was it? Was yeah, it yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of that's sort of, it's it's more in the way your voice sounds on it and the production of that yeah. song. Uh with with like Stone Roses S guitars, I got I got that and, oh, okay. some, yeah. and some ocean colour scene. You know, the, the I, riverboat. I th- yeah. lo-
6: I it's not trendy or cool to say, but I think well, at least the first couple of albums, well, Mosley Shoals yeah. is, is, you know, I think they're an underrated band as far as that. I think they did go a little bit off the rails, but I think that's a classic album. It's not cool um, to say, but I think it is. If, if Mosley
0: Shoals <laughs> is named after Mosley in Birmingham, I'm sat three miles from Mosley right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just down the road, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the whole um, song, it, it all works really well. Like I say, you've got that sort of, it's only slight phase on the guitar, even if it is phase, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah. With a bit of reverb and it comes through really well. It, it sort of conjures. I mean, the whole album sort of conjures. I'm not. I'm not one for London. I've only ever been a couple mm-hmm. of times, but it conjures sort of images of Camden at night, you know, uh, and under like red and blue lights. That's what the whole. That's what the album sort of conjures for me.
6: Yeah, and yeah. it is my. I mean, I I've lived in London about 15 years. I've haven't written many songs about it, but that is definitely my most London-esque album. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, about the people I knew there and the places and The Fire of London and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the whole album's got this sort of brick pop, sort of new jazz blues um, inflections to it. Is it something that was conscious, or is that the way you wrote the album as it came out? Or, you know, how did the, the sort of influences blend together?
6: It wasn't really a conscious decision at all. I um, It was just as the sort of collection of songs I had at the time and the way it came together. And I guess the maybe in the um, the mixing, because it was mixed by Sam Williams, who did like the first Supergrass album, and he did um, Gaz Coombe's first album, and that kind of uh, th- those kind of bands. So I guess that that may have influenced it. But I guess I've always, I sort of grew up listening to you know Blur and Supergrass and yeah, it's it's that got kind that kind sort of of
0: So nineties in sound. if you're using somebody who's, who's produced Super Supergrass yeah. as well,
6: you're aiming I, in the I, right man, area, yeah, yeah. And I guess I and mean, it's it's again, it's not very uh, very cool. I think you know, I think Britpop the, the sort of term Britpop is not a very uh, not very cool uh, sort of term to use and I think it's looked upon with some disdain these days but I, I think that, you know there's there's good and bad in every scene if you will um, and I think that you know if you take away the label of Britpop there were elements in, of of that scene that were, that were great and there were some amazing you know some classic albums that, that came out of that so um, you know I don't mind being I mean, I think people have got to label it something. So yeah. I, I don't think I it's think, a bad label, really.
0: Yeah, I think I think the thing with Britpop is the minute you say it, it image your mind instantly goes to Oasis and Blur. Yeah, yeah. And Britpop is a massive umbrella; it, it encompasses yeah. so many other bands. But because Oasis and Blur, and you know them fighting, and and you know the the trying to punt down number yeah. one against each other. Yeah. It's what people remember. They don't remember people like Space and uh, yeah, Dodging yeah. And, yep. and, you know, all these great bands who released, you know, fantastic albums that you'd play all summer long. But you always go back to Oasis, which, you know, it, I, I suppose that's that's what you're always going to do. I don't think there's nothing wrong, personally, with using the bit, Britpop label. I think, um, you know, it it, it it is a label, unfortunately, but... yeah. It's, it's, it's go- how people. It's going come you. with,
6: yeah. yeah it's going to come with connotations, and I think, I think you know, just with it, like with anything, if you need to actually just have a listen to the music and make your own mind up and label it what you want, really. Well, I think, yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, uh, what comes next for you?
6: Uh, well, we're plugging this song uh, next, and then there's going to be one other single which is stepping up, and uh, my brother is going to do us. He's doing a stop motion animated. Uh, video for that in the sort of uh when i say stop motion it's like a clay kind of thing in the, in, yeah, in the vein that. of kind of wallace and gromit type of <clears> thing <throat> um and uh, i'm sort of writing the next album at the moment so i'm hoping to get that recorded this year because i don't want another i don't want a too big a gap in between it i've got so many sort of songs and ideas try and keep keep it going yeah so that, that's the next thing
0: always always got to keep it going yeah um gigs and stuff and and social media. Tell us all about those.
6: Um, guess social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh but do check out the music videos. I think that's uh, yeah, if you go on YouTube, Nigel Songs, I think Nigel Songs UK, um, lots of different music videos. There was a music video to I've been thinking, and that was based around the cover and the song of The Nightfly by Donald Fagan. Don't know if you heard of Donald Fagan, he was the, he's the lead singer of Steely Dan. Uh, oh, and right, so okay. that that is kind of based around a washed up late night. DJ having to interview all these uh, weird people, uh, like well, I interview like a flat earther, um, a tarot card reader, um, people like that. So that was a, that was a great fun to uh, to film, and that was filmed in Soho Studios down in London. Excellent. Uh, uh, yeah, so do you got out a those. song
0: on the album? Yeah, the, the, the references is it spinning flat flat earth theory? Is that it? Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. That was um, I, I've just seen all these documentaries, and I find it I find it kind of fascinating how people can. Oh. I love looking into it, and there was that Netflix documentary about people who oh, believe that one. Yeah, um, that's the one with the
0: um, the experiment at the end. Yes,
6: oh, that was oh. the best bit when they God. see that <laughs> they have to hold the thing up and they go, "Oh, <laughs> that's interesting." Oh. It's it's a bit. I think it's. I find it a bit depressing. You think that you know how many for thousands of years people have worked. You know, people have worked out that the Earth is, you know, is round, and that yeah. the and that now just because of. I don't know, you can blame the internet, you can blame the parents, but for whatever reason, these people believe that, sort of strongly believe that. And it's just, yeah, I find it a bit kind of depressing that we haven't, as a race, evolved beyond that kind of thing yet.
0: Yeah, the the, the thing that always gets me about Flat Earth, I didn't expect this to come up in an interview, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, I the thing that I always that always makes my, my, my head spin with uh, Flat Earth theory is, hmm. to what end, why... Why tell everybody the Earth is round when he when it's actually flat? Yeah. What What are you going to gain from this? I don't. I, that's what I can never, never get my head round. Yeah. What yeah?
6: What is the What is the point? Like, what are they gaining out of it? And I think are they, going into space and married. Yeah. And it's the same kind of people who think we didn't go to the moon. Ugh. I mean, what's like you can imagine for propaganda, but uh, it would be found out, and then it would be, you know, all these other countries have gone to the moon and. There's just so much evidence if you look there, and it, 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 the conspiracy would have to be, you yeah. know, millions of people in on it.
0: Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin left a um, a disc on the moon that you can bounce a laser off. So, uh,
6: yes, of course, that's yep. all you need to know about that, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have yeah, you yeah.
0: have you got any gigs coming up or any dates or anything like that, or are you just in the studio? Uh, I've
6: been yeah, just in the studio at the moment, really. I I, I would love to do some more. I loved. <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos. I love touring. <laughs> I'd never do a song about how much I hate touring because I. I love going to different places and excellent. Um, well, but not if you're listening nothing. nothing to, yeah, uh, whether it be like an acoustic tour or, um, or you know, try and get the full band. The trouble, I guess, the trouble is, it's because um, I like to you know be able to pay the musicians. It's just it's quite expensive to be able to to put it together. And um, but it would yeah. there will be one at some point. I will I will sort it out because I do love playing playing live and I love touring. So excellent.
0: Well, Birmingham's yeah. a thriving live music scene. So make sure you come through. Yes. Here.
6: I had some great, uh, great gigs in um, Birmingham. I think it was with the Custard Factory. Is that still going?
0: Yeah, yeah. Got the Custard Factory is yeah. bigger than ever now. Yeah, it's crazy. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, we, got, uh, some... we were we were invited up to the Birmingham Music Awards just before Christmas. Um, nice to go over there. We went over to Mama Rose. That was a fantastic venue. Yeah. They've uh, they've opened. Oh my god, there's a there's a venue called Dead Wax. There's uh, <laughs> okay, a, cool. There's. The mill. I mean, the mill's massive. Uh, yeah. Oh god, there's there's load every. It seems like every week something happens in Digbeth that it just mm-hmm. opens. There was a crazy ping pong. Um, d- d- it was a factory one week, and the next thing you know, it's, it's opened up as a, a ping pong table in yeah. emporium. It's crazy. good. Right.
6: Well, it's it's good to hear they're opening up because so many so many have closed. Yeah, it is. Quite last year, so you man, know, it yeah. needs to needs to you know, small venues are so important. So I'm glad to hear that
0: yeah they're doing well over Digbeth way right um, and and the rest of the Birmingham to be honest the Sunflower Lounge and uh, the Scruffy's is still going do you you ever play Scruffy Murphy's Mm. no I don't think so oh I love Scruffy Murphy so much it's a small little venue in the basement of this rock pub it's great nice okay stick to the floor and all that it's fantastic over there
6: brilliant
0: Uh, right we'll finish up with a couple of questions Uh, okay so we'll start with this one if you could replace one musician and play their part in a song who would it be and what song would it be
6: Okay, um, that's a good. That's quite a good question. Uh I think I would. T- 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 I reckon I just for a laugh, I would maybe take what. I, okay, <laughs> okay, either either I do. Um, I'm a big Radiohead fan, but uh, right. and maybe this is disrespectful. I hope it wouldn't be disrespectful, but take, uh, you know, take one of their songs like "Street Spirit" and then sing it in a really kind of chirpy way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't find Radiohead depressing. I absolutely love them, but just to. Yeah. Just just for the fun of it really. Or maybe right. do uh do a blur song and do that in a kind of uh less mockney kind of way. I don't know. <laughs> I love blur as well but just 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 for the interesting experience and just so I can just meet to, the rest Just of, to mix it up, yeah. And so I can meet the other guys too, really. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah.
0: And we'll finish on with, with this one. This is uh this is called First and Last. So I'm just going to fire some questions at yeah, maybe okay. the first thing or the last thing. So Right. Uh, we'll start with the nice easy one. First song you wrote.
6: First song I wrote was a little instrumental on. I had this tiny little Casio keyboard, and it was this little instrumental song with a um, sort of slightly disco esque backbeat. So that was yeah, probably we, the first song, right?
0: We have well, an first... ongoing discussion about Casio keyboards on the uh, on the podcast.
6: Uh, don't have it anymore. Don't have it anymore. <laughs> no,
0: it's uh, it's all to do with um, Rich, who's uh, one of the other hosts. Absolutely despises eighties synth, and I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to tell him that it's not all of eighties synth. It's anything sort of the. After his after 1986, when Casio oh, okay. Yamaha started to mass produce keyboards, but he won't have uh. it. <laughs> 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 uh,
6: right, last CD you bought? CD I bought. Um, last CD I got. What did I get last? I think it's a good question. Uh, I think it might have been because um, I lost my old version. I lost my old copy, so I, I got another copy of um, After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. Oh, okay. So that is the yeah. It's, oh, it's an old, really, obviously an old that's album, really,
0: but that's—it's a really cool, trendy answer. That
6: one—it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> luck, pure luck. Trust me.
0: <laughs> um, who was your first inspiration musically?
6: Paul McCartney, probably. Yeah, Paul McCartney and, and John Lennon. I'd say also a, a good. It's, uh, it's, yeah, and it's probably yeah. <clears throat> Again, pretty sort of standard answer, but it's the truth. <laughs> so going there. Yeah.
0: Going back to your album, I was listening to it today, and uh, well, well, had lots of sort of Beatles-esque moments in it. I thought,
6: yeah, there's a bit of a, a sort of Lennon-y vibe with it. Um, yeah. I've kind of found any any song that um, you put harmonies on as well that gets kind of <laughs> labelled. But that's yeah. fair enough. They had such a you know big influence, and
0: that's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like it's, you could say about any musician after 1962. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the last song you listened to.
6: The song I listened to was again. I, I don't, <laughs> It makes it sound like I'm just Britpop, but it isn't. I got the. <laughs> um, I, I got given the Supergrass box set, the strange ones box set, the um, the one with all the vinyl and the CDs in it. So it was probably. Uh, I was listening to one of their B sides. So probably yeah, a, a Supergrass B side.
0: Cool. Mm. Last time you felt out of your comfort zone. Um. This is musically, by the way. Not oh, like, musically. Oh. oh. Yeah. Not like I went to meet my, my, say, my girlfriend's yeah.
6: parents, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, musically, I'm like, I'm oh. Last time I probably was recording, I guess, I kind of, I, I, the musicians, I work with um, some amazing musicians and they're, you know, especially um, in terms of their guitar abilities and musical knowledge. So... Yeah, probably. Probably last time I was in the studio, and I, you know, I like to push myself and um, and surround myself with people who, you know, are better than me, which isn't (laughs) isn't isn't hard. So uh, you
0: become great. You stand on the shoulders of great people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
6: and I think you know, not be afraid to ask questions and to exactly you know, if you don't know something, because that's how you that's how you learn. So I think and I think it's good being out of your comfort. If you if you're not out of your comfort zone when you're making music, then I think what you're going to make is going to be kind of mediocre. Um, right. which, well, which I well, hope the album isn't so.
0: Yeah. No, no, it's a good album. It's a, it's mm. a good listen. Oh, thank
6: um, you.
0: Last, last two then. This is nice, nice easy ones to finish on. Okay. First okay. chord okay. you learn to play.
6: Uh, a D and C. Oh, you, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I think no, the G. first, the first. Oh, okay, that's pretty advanced. The L yeah. G because you got your fingers kind of spread out. Well, I think I was, think it was, I was
0: but... self-teaching myself, and I know Nunu better, so.
6: <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. I think um, Peggy Sue's the first song. My dad was a musician. I think that's the first song he taught me. And you only need, yeah, three chords for that. So,
0: a <laughs> Bit of Buddy Holly,
6: yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my my first song I ever learned to play was um, Live Forever, Oasis. Oh,
6: okay. And that's yeah. just one one chord, pretty much. Oh,
0: this, is, uh, this is like With, G, C, I, 9, D. Mm. It, it took me a long time, about eight, eight months, because I just picked up the guitar and went, I'm going to learn to play this song. Not like, oh, let's have a bit of theory, let's do this. No, no, oh. just straight in, I'm going to do this.
6: Sorry, you said Live Forever. I'm getting confused with... For some reason, I just straight... I thought of Champagne Supernova straight away. No, not that one. No, <laughs> live, live Forever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good song. It's a good song.
0: And there we'll go with the last instrument you played.
6: I, apart from the guitar, I've bought a uh, Mellotron, which is a... um. So it's called, Mellotron? That's how much I know. Um, it's basically a sort of keyboard that you blow into that creates the notes. yeah. I love so those I've, things. Yeah, randomly, just I thought well, I'm gonna. I need to learn a new instrument, so I've got that. So I've been, yeah, been giving that a go.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna find the most niche instruments I can find. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. to a baglama. I, <laughs> I want to get a loot as well. I want to try and just, just to, you know. Oh, you've been watching The Witcher, different. haven't you? That's what it is. I've been watching the Witcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it looks, yeah, it looks good. So Excellent. To find space to put all these instruments.
0: Right, well, uh, well, we'll come to the end. So, Nigel,
6: thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Wayne. Ashes, your
7: smile fades all oh, dashes. Give me something I desire. Give me here, give me a fire. Your scent lingers in my bed.
2: Thomas, that was your fire. That was their chat. Yes, this is a this is what I like to call a nice bit of Manchester rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I said that to him in, in the interview as well. I said I could um, you could taste bits of uh, Stone Roses in there with this.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's one. It's what that sound that came out of Manchester, and it it was coined Manchester rock. Even though a lot of the artists that that sound didn't even come from Manchester. There's a few London back, I forget who they all are now, but yeah, Christ, Reef, <sighs> there's a few of them, Dodgy from Staffordshire, but yeah, it's a mid to late 90s, late 90s, to, yeah.
0: late 90s sound, mid, mid but, 90s. So I go, but this one doesn't
2: so. feel out of place today. Um, I don't think they're doing anything different to what they did in the 90s, but it doesn't feel out of place. today. I think that sound. Is, uh, is one that will definitely spin round and become popular again. The, the old Manchester sound, it's yeah, obviously. slightly different, slightly different to the Liverpool sound. I think the Manchester sound was uh, inspired a lot by by the black music of America as well.
0: Well, you're going right back. So, so if you're looking at like what like you're saying, Manchester rock, Manchester rock is inspired by garage brands of the '60s. You know,
2: well. The, the, that rock was inspired, but there's a the, the big dance movement in the early 90s because Manchester. Um,
0: the Hacienda scene you're on about now, aren't you?
2: Yeah, well, that, that, that kind of spilled over into the, the sound that you've got uh, in the. You know, it's like when you listen to. Oh, what are they called? The, the Happy Mondays. Yeah. You know, they started all that and they were big into the dancing, and you can see how it spills over into their, their music. And I think that had a big influence on it. And the the on the docks, aren't they? So, that, that kind of like back in the day, that kind of music from America, the black music came over and they were the first to have it. So, it was birthed in Manchester, I think. Back in the day, right back in the day, everything, you know, the, the old black music, the, the gospel music and the blues, it kind of came to Manchester first and then it spilled around. i yeah. have
0: said London, personally. But.
2: Nah! Fuck London.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I love it, I love it. It's a sound that I look forward to hearing come back again. I'm going to have to take my coat off. I'm very hot now. I was cold. I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that was Nigel Thomas. Is it like the Nigel Thomas band, or is it...
0: Not just almost. Uh, as you heard in the interview, he was in a band called. I didn't it, know. I, uh, I, I a, haven't
2: edited that was, yet either.
0: He was in a band. I'm sure he, you've, you've just listened to the interview, so you can know if I'm right or wrong. I'm sure he's called the Foxes, and they were. I'm sure none of them. They were very. They were um, semi-successful. We shall call it. Uh, they did tours of North America. They did tours of Europe. You know, and um,
2: well, I've had to look on the. Um the promotion that was sent over for this guy. And wasn't this produced by Plan B? No. Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on then. I'm sure Pro- it was. Prove me wrong. Nigel Thomas. Um, Emma Scott. Yeah, it's, an Emma Scott uh, it's an Emma Scott It's an Scott man. Right, what we got here then? Okay. Um, right. Uh, yeah, you're right.
0: Sam Williams. Sam, Sam Williams. Williams Who produced Gaz Coombs in Plan B.
2: What, the, the, the It is, yeah?
0: Yeah, he's not Plan B, he's he's produced Plan B. He's
2: produced Plan
0: B? Like, like George Martin produced the Beatles.
2: Oh, okay. Where's he say that? Because you saw yeah. that oh, right at the top Somebody there.
0: Is, yeah.
2: yeah. The oh, album was... Oh, it is on. the
0: Foxes, yeah, it is the Foxes. Well oh. done, mate.
2: So, that's why it sounded so uh, well produced, I'd imagine.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a really well produced song, isn't it?
2: Mm. So, yes, well, again, all the stuff's in the show notes. Check him out. Go listen to him. I'm sure you'll love him. Um, wow, well, that was quick. We're, we're straight on to the next round, which is the... Uh... Uh-oh. 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 It was a really weird story, actually. Oh, by the way, this is the wildcard section.
0: Yeah, I just want to say... I did a fantastic bloody wolf howl on the last episode and Rich cut it out. I was very upset. Did I? Yeah. I just caught the arse
2: end of it. Yeah, oh, sorry. Um, anyway. Big slurp there. You
0: know, Neil's uh, got
2: his intense hardcore genre musical oh, I, don't know, I don't, and no, now I've got, got the wild card and it was upsetting. Um, yeah. Damn it. I was going to say something completely threw me off there. You
0: said uh, this is a bit of a funny story.
2: Oh, yeah. So I'm at home. The weekend, I've got a dog. I've had the dog five, six years. Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Blue Staffy. a Very quiet dog. Doesn't really bark. Um, doesn't make a sound, really. Only when you're playing with him, he might, you know. But, no, doesn't bark at all. And I can hear, hear a howling in the kitchen. And he's howling at the window for 15 minutes solid.
5: <laughs> right. Just
2: like a, like a wolf. And I've never heard him howl. And it was so fucking weird as I opened the door and he ran to the end of the garden and howled at the fence for 15 minutes. And then he went back to his bed as if nothing happened. Very fucking strange indeed.
0: That's really fucking strange. I've met your dog, yeah. He's, he's, he's quiet.
2: Head up in the air and everything, just like a wolf.
0: What? Was it daylight as well? Yeah. What the fuck?
2: I don't know. Do not know. Actually I'm glad it was daylight because Yeah, just going
0: the shit out of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two o'clock
2: Especially in the morning. Especially if you like there's a full moon there. There's a <laughs> fuck this you're staying outside <laughs> oh. So yes, um Wildcard. Uh, we're gonna choose them off Facebook this time. Is it just me,
0: listeners, or is that like a plot line from Jonathan Creek? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we've probably got usually on Twitter we have like hundreds of submissions. On Facebook, I think we've got about 10.
0: I think it's 11 last time I checked.
2: Is it? Oh. Right, okay. Pick a number from 1 to 11. 7. 7. 7 from the top or 7 from the bottom? 7 from the top. Okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Right, so, as usual, with all the randomness and random generating that's been done by Wayne, we've uh, we've chosen a song by... Biff Lawrence. I'm just going to go on his Facebook now. And Biff Lawrence looks a bit like me. From Buffalo,
0: <laughs> He's from Buffalo, New York.
2: He's from um, Buffalo, New York. Has he got a, a, an about me section? He, he doesn't. He, he doesn't want people to know about him. I'm
0: assuming Biff is just a member of the band.
2: Musician, songwriter, looking for the right band. He's not even in a band by the sounds of it. Oh, okay. Um I want to want to say a bit about him, but um, I, I can't. I look, fuck me, Biff. Well, anyway, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna text him. I'm gonna email him. So I'll get all of his socials and everything else, and we'll leave them in the show notes. But
0: what's the name of the song, Rich?
2: Fuck knows. Um, the song is called "Hit by a Train." Hit by a train by Biff Lawrence. Or, hit by a train. <laughs> What?
0: The song's called Hit and the band's called A Train. (laughs) Oh. Hit by A Train. (laughs)
2: I'm guessing that's not it. But uh, anyway, here is Hit by A Train by Biff Lawrence.
5: Why was he there? Who the hell cares? It happens every day. It all sounds the same. It all sounds the same. A smile and a charm wouldn't do any harm. Now buried in a
2: Biff, that was Biff Lawrence with his song Hit by a Train. This was a nice bit of I'm slurping it. This was a nice bit of um reggae pop funk. Pop rock funk. Uh, it it's what I like to coin guy Ritchie music. It would go really well on Lockstock or Snatch or film like that, I think.
0: Yeah, it had a cinematic quality, definitely.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if the vocals sit sit quite right in the mix. I think that I'm not saying the vocals are bad, but it was just they uh, they didn't sit quite right in the mix for me. I don't think I'm not sure. Maybe it was uh, because I was listening on the phone. Might need to listen through some decent headphones.
0: They're overloaded the vocals, and they just they feel like a, consciously that they're a bit skewed. So it yeah, gives, it gives you a sort of echo. Mm. You know, kind of like when we fuck things up on this and you call on the, the vocal properly and you get that instant reverb.
2: But you think this was uh, intentional? I, uh, yeah. Mm.
0: To that point, yeah.
2: Yeah, nice nice song overall, though. I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, yeah, that was Biff Lawrence. We'll leave all of his socials and everything in the so- show notes so you can go and check him out. Go and follow him. Go and bother him on social media.
0: Yeah. Bother him on social media, yeah. <laughs>
2: But that was a quick one, Wayne. That that that's pretty much it. We we're gonna we're gonna leave out now with this uh, final song from
0: Amanda East- Easton.
2: Amanda Easton. I should say a bit about her, really. It's only fair.
0: Yeah. So the outro will be Amanda Easton with her song Man Who Fall to Earth," which when I first read it, I thought was um, going to be a cover, but it's not.
2: Um. What of the, the uh, David Bowie?
0: But it's the film, isn't it? The Man Who Fell to Earth, not a song, so...
2: Did you think of the song? But you can't remember it now, can you?
0: Yeah, I, it's it's like you said when we were listening to it, It's got It's got that sort of uh, palomary faith type feel to it, yeah.
2: It has, yeah. Um, I can't find... There she is. Amanda Easton. We're very pleased to introduce Amanda Easton. This is the PR company. We get a lot of PR, PR companies sending us stuff. And... Thank you for doing that because they put everything nice in the email. You know, it's all presented that's, nicely. That's
0: my my favourite thing there is the links because you links. just go down, you just go oh, SoundCloud, oh yeah, Spotify, oh, nice.
2: Everything should be on the email. You don't, I don't need links to a separate PDF.
0: Fucking Dropbox, fuck off with your Dropboxes.
2: Yeah, we don't want to download stuff to our phone. I've got so many songs on my phone because I've had to download. I don't want to download your music. Well, I might want to for the show, but. Um, I'd rather just listen to through SoundCloud or Spotify first. Anyway. Soulful pop artist who has released uh, two self-penned albums and three EPs, two of her singles appearing in the top ten of the independent Aussie charts. She appeared on stage as backing vocalist for some of Australia's best-loved musical legends, including Glenn Sherrock, Powderfinger... Uh, Marcia Hines, James Rain, Vanessa Amorosi, Richard Clapton, and Wendy Matthews. Um, and there's a big bio here, but uh, yeah, I'll leave all the stuff in the show notes so you can check it out. And this is her song. What did we say it was? I like this, by the way. Yeah, "Plum Faith. That's yeah, good, that's what I was, yeah, yeah. I was getting there. But uh, what was the song?
0: It's called uh, Man Who Felt to Earth.
2: Man Who Felt to Earth. Boy, Amanda Easton. Thank you for listening, everybody. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye.
3: You sang to me in French and Italian. I held you to my chest and then I pinned you to the wall. You gave Fiction